Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of our One Piece live action discussion. Before we get started, there's just a quick PSA from me. If you're here because of the One Piece live action show and you've never seen our podcast before, welcome. We typically review the One Piece manga and some of the animated movie specials, but this special series is just for the live action discussion. Now, before we get started, there's a quick PSA. My girlfriend, who is also in attendance in this discussion, her microphone dropped the recording halfway through, but luckily... I was able to save most of it, so with the little bit of editing tinkering, I was able to save almost all of the entire discussion, and I made it sound natural without it sounding a little awkward. So just keep that in mind. I did the best I could with everyone's busy schedules and with the circumstances at hand. That being said, enjoy today's episode. You're listening to Binging the Devils for a One Piece manga read-through podcast where sometimes during the binge we take a break, kick back, and put on a movie or TV special. And sometimes we even bring along friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Binging the Devil's Fruit. I don't have a sub-series name for this, so I'm just going to go with it. I am your host, John Mugiwara Jam, joined as always by my co-host, Jad Peanut. Hey! And today we have two very special guests, my girlfriend Christine, who is appearing on the podcast for the first time. Hello! And also, uh, collaborating for the very first time, uh, special guest, creator of Detective Cat, uh, and fellow animator, Charles Moss. How you doing, Charles? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Doing great after watching uh, One Piece live action one and uh, one eighth, uh, two eighths uh, times. <laughs> you watched it. You watched it more than once. Yes, I. Uh, there's a member of my family that I watched. Oh, I also watched the original One Piece with, and, uh, and I wanted to watch it with my, my grandmother. I watched one. My grandmother has watched One Piece as well, and she wanted to see the live action. And uh, uh, so yeah. you had an excuse to watch it again. <laughs> you bet your sweet baby. <laughs> so I don't really have a format for this, and I just figured let's just. To, uh, treat it like we do the movie reviews where Austin, we just go through a summary, summary and we just discuss it as we go along. I wonder if the One Piece wiki has a summary of the One Piece live action episodes. But uh, mm-hmm. I will just say, going into it, uh, my expectations were like, I don't know if this is going to be good, but what had my hope was that uh, Oda had his fingers in everything. The casting, the writing, he even made them reshoot things he didn't like. Oh, he definitely had his hands in there, that's for sure. I just found it's that like, out today. Yeah, and it's like, um, oh my word. I'm going to come out and say it right now because we're going to discuss the episodes uh, uh, one at a time at this rate, but uh, I think we have a winner. Uh-huh. I don't I don't think the live-action anime curse is broken. I think that needs to happen a couple of more times, but I think we have the exception that uh, of the rule at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, um... Anybody have any uh, uh, thoughts they want to get out before we start discussing the first episode? Let's uh, get right into it. So, Austin, you're my summary man on these, so why don't you go, go ahead and start? Okay, so it it starts back with uh, a strong start with Gold Roger about to be executed. Ed, and Narrated by Ian McShane. Oh, I forgot about that. The, uh, he's like the only major name in this one. Everybody else is like, they're probably big in the territory they came from. Because like they cast it from all over the world for this, which is great because Oda said in an SBS question that Austin, you haven't seen yet, that uh, the, all the straw hats would be from different nationalities. Like Luffy would be Brazilian. He was, he has a Brazilian actor. Zoro would be Japanese. Zoro's Japanese actor is actually the son of famous martial artist uh, Sonny Chiba. 
Wow. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Onichiba. Uh, but his son, Makenyu Arata, is uh, Zoro. Uh, Nami is American, although Zoro said she'd be Austrian. Usopp is black, and Sanji would be French, but I think Taz Schuyler is Spanish, like European Spanish. Hmm. But anyway, Austin, you may continue. And it's always when the Marines got, I believe his name is. Yeah. Is who's confident that Goldwater's execution would mean the end of pirates. Pirates. But uh, as this, he's sentenced to death. But before they can carry out, people from the crowd start shouting, asking Goldwater where he left his treasure and his, all his riches. Um. And to it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I was. He said the thing. And he he says wealth, fame, and power. Uh, everything I left in one piece. Uh, and then he said, I, I like this actual line that he uh, added. Uh, Take to the seas for yourselves, because like the big theme of One Piece is uh, freedom. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think it was. In, I think in the manga they like they like chopped his head off, but they took a page from the anime where they stabbed him twice in the back this time. Huh. And um, I think there was cameos like they like, like obviously this this uh, live action show has the benefit of for, uh, uh, hindsight where they really have a uh, a lot more of the story to cover. Like you see a young Shanks, you see a young Mihawk, then even there's even young Smoker who doesn't show up in, in this episode. And um, one mysterious woman who a lot of people were theorizing as another character, but I won't get into that in favor uh, in, in light of uh, not spoiling things for people. Uh, does anyone else want to continue the summary from here, or does uh, want Austin to keep going? I was going to make a comment about the mysterious woman, but then you, you know, yeah, I, I think so. Right. So going forward, um, um, I don't want to. Uh, 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 my only rule for this uh, series, what we're going to do, is um, I don't want to spoil anything past what the show uh, contains. There is one thing that Austin has not seen in the manga yet that this show brings in early we'll address that when we get there but uh beyond that a- anything goes okay um, unless unless you have anything else you want to add uh do, do you uh no all right austin you may continue yeah so a lot of people people start to flee and searching for one piece and it leads to a new age in piracy mm-hmm and Garp's like, well, that didn't go the way I thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Then we uh, meet Luffy, I believe. Played by Inaki Godoy. Precious Babu Luffy. And he's talking about his dream and how he's finding an, a crew and asks someone off screen if he'd be interested. And it turns out to be a seagull. It's a, on oh, this little dinghy ship. Steve, yeah, it's, an, it's, a, new, it so it's a news coup. Steven Seagull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, Steven Seagull, the uh, the news coup, <laughs> and and uh, and then the seagull look goes to him. It's like, sir, this is the post office, and then takes off. <laughs> Wait, sir, food here, sir. <laughs> yeah, and of course the seagull wasn't interested because it's a little sinking ship up, and it's not sinking so much that Luffy just hides into a bell. Well, and. Yeah, this is another scene for them. I think uh, the anime that did it, and said because the manga was on an island. I don't think in the anime or the manga they show you climbing into the him in the barrel. Like he, like, he kind of just gets sucked into a whirlpool, and it just kind of happens. This is like I think the first official medium depicting what he does. 
It's, it's also a, it's also a setup of like, hmm, why did he climb in the barrel instead of like swim to shore or something? No wonder. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then we meet uh, the we uh, oh wait, it was Alfida and her uh, gang of pirates attacking another ship. Up and she, you have to get Alfida down. Uh, she's got that big old club. They did change a little she, bit. It was it was like a giant mace covered in spikes but this time they turn it into a duck bat with spikes on the top instead of like all around it oh but uh that doesn't mean they tone down what she does with it Mm-mm. oh yeah no it gets pretty a bloody mm-hmm. they did not hold back on the violence and i'm here for Mm-mm. it no yeah no yeah, way and oh yeah speaking of Islands. Uh, I don't know if this happens later, but we also introduced to Zoro. Well, well, oh my the, God! For, Can I well, please say first, what I need to say about him? First, um, Al- Alvida asks if anyone has seen Zoro, and then there's an uh, older gentleman who goes, uh, "He boarded ship with us a little while ago, but uh, he took off as soon as he found out he w- was looking for it." She's like, "Huh? Probably looking for me, right? I'm probably on his list." She's like, "Actually, madam, you weren't on it at all." And then he, <laughs> and then he gives him a. She gives him a splitting headache for that. Uh, one that he'll be wow. feeling forever. Wow. And then she orders um, a random pink-haired boy to clean it up, and you see like his brain matter right mm. on the ground. Oh my mm. god! That's when I know it's like, oh, they're not turning this down at all. <laughs> and they're, they're almost playing it for laughs, kinda. Yeah. Then we cut to Sixus Island, where we meet Ronora Zoro. Oh my god. AKA the best rack in One Piece. Yeah, oh my god. Oda said I... he has the biggest chest. Oh my god. Can I please? Second biggest. Yeah, you haven't got a chance to speak it. Go ahead. Oh my god. He's hot. Okay. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Also, but also before we continue. I was waiting this, all night to say that. This scene, this scene was never depicted in the manga or anime at all. It was, it was based on an, an anecdote that Oda gave where like uh, Zoro is being recruited by uh, Baroque Works. So someone calling himself Mr. Seven comes up to recruit him and uh, Zoro rejects the offer by telling him with his finger I would rather be number one. <laughs> which is which is exactly why, how he rejects it. It's like, if you're going to recruit me, I, I need to be number one. And then mm-hmm. um, and then after and then after an amazing, amazing fight scene, Mr. Seven is half the man he used to be. Nice. <laughs> like they show you him chopped in half and he plops to the floor. Oh my god! Yeah, they they did not hold back on violence. I'm sorry, dude. They did not. Yeah, yeah. Like this I said, time when a character gets cut, they stay dead. Like if you ever watch the anime, sometimes a character gets like brutally slaughtered. They just kind of come back up later. Like you see yeah. them recovering or something. There's like a rare instance when a character dies in the anime, but yeah, but it's here. like Spiral the Dragon logic. It's like like that one uh, character in that one spiral level who's like wearing a bucket on his head and he blows up a building. He's like, oh, good thing I was wearing this helmet. <laughs> <laughs> like literally that line. Well, Austin, you haven't seen that yet. Uh, we're on the art. We're on the saga where that starts becoming a thing. So uh, look forward to that. But uh, the the, the <laughs> Netflix show. Nah, I, I'm. I'm watching out for everybody at this point. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the first time I've seen Zoro canonically kill somebody, too. Yeah. Mm. I, we, we don't know what happened to the original Mr. Seven. in the Because uh, like uh, there was there was a previous Mr. Seven before the one you eventually meet, but uh, he doesn't say what happened to him. And the funniest thing, him having that spiked hair, 
it's based on a very crude doodle that Oda made of what he probably looked like, and I think that that's really funny. Huh. <laughs> I might, yeah. You know, well, Austin, <laughs> why, uh, if, if you want to, if anyone wants to keep the summary going, I'll go find a picture of uh, what he looked like and put it in the group chat. Please do. Okay, so um, Cody's in down in the brig. I believe it's where they store everything. That's where he he was wrestling from a bell, and Luffy pops up and. Kobe is panicking, mainly because of what will happen if Alfida finds out there's a stowaway and... <laughs> oh, you, you see it, don't you? Uh-huh. For, and for oh. those of you listening and watching on the video version, here's I here's just, what Mr. Seven looks like, according looks to like Oda. What, did, what is that? If he had a knife. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't mean to uh, derail that. You may continue. So, uh, the two start talking, and... And let's see, Luffy talks about his dream of finding the One Piece, which Kobe thinks is would mean his death. Mm-hmm. And Luffy asks if there's a dream he has, he wants to join the Marines. Mm-hmm. And, and let's see, and that's where they just, Luffy tells him that they can just go to a nearby Marines outpost island and mm-hmm. for that to happen. But Kobe's, of course, terrified because of what Alfredo would do. Yeah, it's and, so far it's basically like one to one, like the first chapter of the manga or so, mostly. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and when Alfida catches him, she threatens and death, but uh, Luffy starts telling her everything Co- Obi told him about Alfida, which I think I'm trying to remember if that was from the manga or not. Oh well, the, but, the, no, but he the the in the manga and the anime he goes like he goes like, hey, who's uh, the yeah. fat lady? Oh yeah. So it, it's a little it, it's fat phobic uh, looking back. So I'm glad that they changed that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That they changed it to you're as dumb as a sea cow instead of like you know looking like one. Yeah. And during the fight, it's well Luffy reveals he has the power to death for fruit, the gum gum specifically. Mm-hmm. And he just stretches his arm back and just sends our feet of flying. Well, I first love that he so much. yeah, first he deflects a bullet and uh, takes a, uh, a blunt instrument to the head, uh, the the club specifically. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I ha- um, I'm full disclosure right now. I-, I have like the episode playing without the sound on in case we forget anything while we're talking. Huh. Yeah, and is it after that that we get the flashback? I uh, actually uh, the Zoro scene was like right after uh, uh, Luffy confronted Alvita, but yeah, we're. Yeah, we get the uh, flashback next. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it cuts back to Luffy's childhood and particularly his uh, hero Shanks and his crew. And for beat for beat, a lot of them, I can only tell who was who just as by their appearances. Yeah, Lucky Roo was there, Yasop mm-hmm. is there, Lime Juice is there. And uh, Luffy insists he wants to join the crew one day and Shanks says no because he's just a kid and the seeds are just his place where he can easily get hurt or worse. And right directly from on the series itself, Luffy wants to prove he's not afraid of getting hurt by stabbing himself in the cheek. Which also the anime never depicted ever. So the the live action show did what the anime was afraid to do. Mm-hmm. That that's becoming a theme I'm noticing. Like they're trying to adapt the manga and the anime in different ways at this point. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it, like a uh, 
fusion yeah, between it, the two. Yeah, it's like they're taking the best elements of the of the uh, the the manga and the anime and then keep fusing them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it shows that you know they're you know fans of the original source material, but they're not just mm-hmm. throwing in these scenes and references just as superficial, you know footnotes for the fans to go hey i remember that yeah remember all, all, her mepo and captain morgan i remember <laughs> yeah well they, they do have stuff like that in here but it's not like played for like ah uh, ah uh, see little easter egg for later it's like no this is like the, these the people the people behind the production of this really do care about this series about as much as the fans do because they're fans mm-hmm. themselves and also oda had again all oda had to approve everything so uh, if there was something he didn't like, he's like, "Nope, take that out," or uh, or make do this. Like, there's like an episode late uh, later on in the se- season that he made them reshoot because of uh, so, uh, uh, something he didn't like. So we'll get into that when we get to that episode. Another thing I'll point out, uh, and I won't go into too much detail because Austin hasn't gotten that far. There is a specific song playing when Luffy and Shanks are talking at the bar. It's a very important song for later, and I nearly cried when I heard it. Yep, yep, I know what you're talking about, uh, and I'll keep my lips zipped. Yeah, and and I think it's next we are introduced to Nami, which I believe was this in a manga as well. Well, um, uh, first, um, um, uh, Shanks gets confronted by Haguma the Bear. Um, oh, right, right. That was in the flashback, yeah. and Haguma's pissed that uh, Shanks and his crew drank all the beer, and all they have left is one bottle. Yes, so it's a. As he pours the bottle on the ground, and Shanks, being a gentleman, decides to clean it up. And to add further injury, he just starts sweeping up all the other stuff onto the pile, of him, giving Shanks more stuff to mop up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in the anime and the manga, he like he like he like cracks the bottle over his head. But uh, I guess I guess like they just they, they changed that a little bit to just get into. Uh, um, uh, Shanks is further points like not everything can be solved with violence. Sometimes it's just better to take it on the cheek and then just uh, walk away. Mm. Yeah, but uh, Luffy is pissed that uh, Shanks didn't stand up for himself. And as he walks away, uh, Shanks grabs his wrist and his arm starts stretching out. Yeah, because uh, earlier, after he um, got cleaned up from the stab wound, he went into his treasure and ate, ate a devil fruit. Mm-hmm. Which I'm that sure crazy, it, by the way. Yeah, but I'm sure like it. It's it's canonical that uh, the first bite of a devil fruit is okay, but then it, as you keep eating it, it gets, it gets more and more disgusting as you keep going. Ah. But Luffy, being Luffy, he'll eat anything. So he, if he did think mm-hmm. it was disgusting, he just he just kept going. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that thing looked really cool, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it had a neat design. Yeah, I, and like, considering looked- things, I won't go in get into. I didn't notice how with how it looked, and I'm like, yeah, that it's signs that they're they're paying attention. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see, and then uh, that's I believe that's when we get introduced to Nami afterwards. So no, uh, L- L- Luffy and Kobe oh, yeah, are yeah. talking after they they flee out of the ship. Uh, and that's where they agreed to go to Shell's town. Yeah, and that that was actually where um, Luffy uh, got heard from Kobe that he wanted to hear his dream. But uh, Kobe doesn't want to. He's like, he's like, oh, you don't want to hear it. It's stupid. But <laughs> Luffy smacks him across the face and said, "If it's your it's it's your dream, spit it out. I want to hear it." Yeah, <laughs> that is something he would do. I remember because yeah, he does he does something similar in both the manga and anime where he just beats him in the head. He's like, "Why did you beat me?" And he's like, "Because I felt like it." <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and the, well, in the anime, it was no, that, and the manga, it was because movie. he was because uh, he was constantly dead. He's like, no, it's impossible, it's impossible, it's impossible. He just did that to shut him up. This time, it's like he hit him because it's like, no, it's not stupid. Tell me what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Benefit of uh, I, reading the manga recently, so I, I remember most of this stuff. But yeah, it, 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 it is good to compare and contrast. That's why I, I'm happy that I have that knowledge still. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been a huge minute since I've seen the earlier anime. Like, I know the main gist of the story. I just, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I think I forgot most of the innocuous details. Yeah, don't don't worry. That's what me and Austin are uh, are here for because we just finished the East Blue Saga a little while ago. So this is still fresh in my mind. For uh, so, I, I, I'll, I'll fill in for that. But anyway, Austin, you may continue. Okay, and now do we get introduced to Nami? Is that still later? Nami is right after Luffy goes to sleep and says, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go find uh, take you to a marine base and uh, get a map." He's like, "How are you gonna do that?" It's like, "Oh, trust me, I'm stealthy." While the ship that they just blew up blows up again behind them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Nami, a uh, scene sees pretending to be a. Uh, a survivor on a shipwreck and mm. these two pirates in a smaller ship pull up and it looks like she's gotten a safe filled with a treasure chest as, and the pirates insist as to take it from her as payment if they want um, if she wants them to rescue her mm -hmm. and as they open up the chest they find it's empty I believe yep. and Nami it does start sailing away in their ship which was this scene also in the manga? It feels familiar. Yes, that, that is Nami's yeah. little introduction. Also, yes, my like turn. My turn. Nami is hot. <laughs> Emily Red and Emily Rudd is a beautiful woman, and they and Oda chose correctly. Can't argue with that. Yeah, she looks good with red hair. Um, one note I want to add. Um, I remember this particular scene in the anime, specifically the Funimation dub. So. Yep. Um, I don't know if y'all covered, like, the English dub history of One Piece on this show. A little bit. Okay, so, like, originally it was dubbed by four kids, and that's a whole rigmarole of itself. But then they mm. lost the license, they were given to Funimation, and Funimation yep. was able to go back and redub everything that four kids did. And in, yep. and in a way to make the show more faithful and also appealing to more, you know, grown, you know, adults, they decided to give the characters more colorful language. For instance... Yeah. Uh, when Nami steals their ship, they literally go, give that back, you bitch. Yes, I distinctly <laughs> remember that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was what that was when I know. It's like, yeah, this series is in good hands. These people know what they're doing. Like the uh, One Piece doesn't particularly have colorful language, but it it is a nice flair. And speaking of colorful language, I think the Netflix adds even more. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um. Oh, it's an it's in a later episode, so I can't I can't uh, say it. But it's an episode Austin hasn't seen. But there's like one utterance from uh, <laughs> Zoro that cracked me up when I first heard it. Hmm. Yeah, and, and then and, um, from the, after Nami takes their uh, ship away, they Luffy and uh, Kobe arrive in Shell's Town, and they're looking at a series of wanted posters. Yeah, and there's quite a few on there that uh, seem familiar. And there's a couple on there that you're not going to see for a long, long time. <laughs> like, there, there are some I'm like, wow, really? They put him on there? He's not for like 500 or 600 more chapters. What the hell? That, that's like, that's like, yeah, we're going to be a hit and we're going to have six seasons of this. We're going to get to Dressrosa for sure. Right? 
Uh, <laughs> ask me again when the writer strike is over. <laughs> hey, they're actually I, I think, they're only planning six seasons. No, I was that was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just saying like um when the Writers Guild, if it weren't for the Writers uh, and Actors Guild strike, I think a second season would have been announced days before we even started talking about this. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think they would have, yeah. knowing Netflix liking to jump the gun, they would have just done it. But they obviously yeah, like, can't. From what I heard, uh, the scripts of season two were already written. Hmm. Well, all right then. Uh, but obviously, as you know, writing does not stop after the script mm-hmm. is turned in. Because uh, the, the people can improv stuff on the set and then they go, yep, we're keeping that. Like, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's actually an outtake that they said to leave in. But you guys have all seen the first Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yes. Like mm-hmm. when uh, Star-Lord hands uh, the collector the orb, he drops it. I, I swear that's an outtake that they left in because it was funny. <laughs> like uh, um, someone has uh, proved me. Someone can tell me in the comments if I'm wrong or not. But I swear that that was an outtake they left in because it was funny. And good on James Gunn for doing that if it was. <laughs> But yeah, like the, mm. we'll see if they do another season of this when the writer's strike is over. But it's nice that they're setting up. It's like, hey, we have the benefit of the series being long in progress. We can throw in like little uh, cameos and like wanted posters of characters that aren't going to show up for a very long time. Mm. Yeah. I'd say and who, uh, but I don't want to spoil Austin at all. Or me. And then. Okay. And let's see. Oh yeah, and then they get into the uh, ta- local tavern. Yeah, and and Nami gets hit on by this one guy offering her a drink, and she just says, "Too tall." You you did like, uh, you did miss my favorite line from when they were looking at the uh, wanna poster. It's like, "Wow, there's so many bad pirates." She's like, "I know, right? Where's my face?" <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, uh, Luffy. Priorities. It's like, it's like, yeah, I know. Why aren't I on there? <laughs> Yeah, and so Owo comes in with a blood-choked body of Mr. Seven. <laughs> yep. And he orders a drink, and the bartender's wife offers him some rice balls, like in a, a manga. Only difference is, instead of a lot of sugar, it's covered in chocolate. chocolate! Yeah, I figured that would be easier for uh, Western chocolate! audiences to understand. Sorry, yep. I, I had to throw one out. No, it's fine. It, uh, you're 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 valid on that one. But yeah, that is a yeah. very interesting change because, and Zoro gets the rice balls when he's well, well. Okay, I'm getting a little ahead, but <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah, because like uh, that's the bit. That's the big change. Zoro is not on the cross by Morgan just yet. Like they, they, in the anime and the manga, he's already strung up. But he's not yet in the Netflix series. Like he starts his fight. That you see him start his fight with Mahometo first, oh. instead of in a flashback. And, and no wolf. Oh yeah, I, I forgot how Mepo had a dog. <laughs> well, I, I guess no one wanted this to have a scene of like someone kicking a dog or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who wants to see that? No, I wouldn't. Even yeah, if it cause... was his evil wolf. <laughs> yeah, cause us. Uh, I remember Hamapo just racks the uh, rice balls under the ground, and I saw a picture one up. He's one that Hamapo stepped on and tells the girl it was delicious. And then I, I think this is a brilliant change for the Netflix show. He picks up the other one and she's like, all right, now you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't, they didn't need to have that in there, but I thought that was funny. It's like, yeah. Hmm. And sorry, buddy boy. Sorry, you can't be on camera at the moment. 
And anyway, uh, I think a fight breaks out, and Nami, yeah, because uh, yeah, Helmepo threatens him. It's like it's like, oh, you want a piece of me? One sword? It's like, all right, but I'm not going to use any of them. I think. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. He says, all right, but it's going to hurt. Yeah, and Nami. Uh, also, I think knocks out one of the Marines and steals his outfit. Yeah, that's why. He's, that's why she said too tall. She was trying to find mm-hmm. an outfit to steal that fits her. Yeah, and when so is captured the. Uh, Captain of the Shellstown base, Axhen Morgan, offers him a deal. And that's when I knew that we were in good hands with this series. It's like, okay, we're keeping the ridiculous designs of the villains. He has his mm-hmm. stupid jaw thing. He has his literal axe hand. We're in, we're in good hands or hand in this case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Morgan makes so a deal. If he can... And as a beast... Survive strung out in the sun with no food or water for seven days, he'll be free. And he'll take his bounty because he said, if you if you leave, I'll call up every marine base and say, no, don't take anything from this guy. Like It's, it's, like, it's like you're free to be pardoned for that fight you started at my bar. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dylan Witz, uh, uh, Hamapo still mocks Soro, oh, saying, oh, it's so adorable, you think... You, that you think your my dad will let you go? Yep, just like in the OG. Also, mm-hmm. before we uh, get too far off, can I just say the fight choreography in this uh, series, this uh, episode specifically, also the series, incredible. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Totally. A good sign of good sign of good uh, fight choreography in a live action show. If that if you don't have more cuts than you do punches, it's you're doing something right. That's like my big pet peeve in like action movies when there's cuts for every single solitary punch or move or whatever. It's like it's like uh, you get literal whiplash, or at least I do. I don't know about the rest of you. Like I can't. Like that's why I was happy. Like when the Marvel Netflix shows were starting up. Like the like the Daredevil show has like a continuous scene where it's just one fight and one continuous take. So it, I think the um, the mindset in Hollywood is changing. It's like yeah, people don't want cuts for every punch or whatever because it looks stupid and it looks lazy. Yeah. Honestly, the whole vibe of this so far reminds me a lot of two things. One, the Indian film RRR and Stephen Chow movies like Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer. Mm hmm. Kung Fu Panda, I mean, not Kung Fu Panda, uh, Kung Fu Hustle in particular, it really feels like a live action cartoon, but it still feels grounded enough to where you buy all these exaggerated stunts and fight scenes and just Mm -hmm. the overall air of we're not taking ourselves seriously we're just gonna go with it and you should too Mm -hmm. and rrr i mean i don't know if y'all have seen that film rrr no it's on my list though i heard great things that movie is incredible it's easily one of my favorite films of all time but anyway what's great about that movie much like the stephen chow films it doesn't take itself too seriously, but there is a good balance of pathos and humor and really well choreographed action. The stuff that would put the MCU to shame. Because yeah. even though the action in the MCU films can be good, sometimes they just kind of play it too safe. Like it's uh, sometimes it has that, you know, been there, done that sort of feel. But RRR, you know, feels like it's having fun with itself. And yeah, and you know you you know what else this show has that uh, Marvel uh, the MCU doesn't have actual fucking sets. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. This is said to be one of the most expensive shows for Netflix, and it really shows. Like they built all these 
sets and the production design, everything. There's a lot of little details in there that they've, you know, made manually. And it also almost matches what was seen in both the manga and the anime. Meanwhile, the uh, the MCU apparently now is sunk so low they can't even be bothered to have an, a set for a fucking apartment building. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, there, there's an episode uh, of Secret Invasion where uh, Samuel L. Jackson is on a green screen for an apartment building. Apparently, that was supposed to be a reshoot. To be fair, but still, it, it doesn't give me much uh, faith for the rest of it, though. But like, uh, meanwhile, this this is actual sets. I can't even. Pick what might be uh, CG or, or not, if at all. Yeah, like apparently the base was a real set while the uh, background out in the sun and the sky was CG. Yeah, th- that stuff's fine because you can play you can play around with that. But like, I think uh, Shell's Town was like a real place and like South- cool. Oh yeah, so yeah. Uh, so then we were uh, on Zoro tied up on the uh, the cross and. and uh, Oh, yeah, Luffy pops in through the grate. It's like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing up here? Happen- oh, yeah, and Nami, uh, this guy's a Marine, tries searching for the map to One Piece. Uh, you, you did... Uh, uh, I was going to expound on the uh, scene with Luffy and uh, Zoro. So it's oh, like, oh, shit, shit, shit. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, you're a great fighter. It's like, uh, uh, you should join my crew. It's like, I'm not joining your crew. I got my own thing going on. It's like, well... Uh, it's like, well, is your thing going on right now? You've been stra- strapped to a cross? It's like, no, but leave me alone. It's like, no, really? What is it that you want to do with your life? And he's like, I want to be the uh, world's greatest swordsman. And it's like, ah, oh, well, all right then. He's like, he ties him down. And he's like, I'm not joining your crew. He's like, no, but I also don't want you to be tied up here, period. By the way, can you close this gate behind me while I escape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... Inaki Godoy mm-hmm. has captured Luffy's a personality while also making it his own thing so beautifully. I know. Like he's captures naivete, but also his uh starry-eyed uh dreamer uh a bit and also his uh unwillingness to let his friends uh be threatened in front of him. Like all of the qualities that make Luffy Luffy, Inaki ha- has and Oda even said in the interview they had where he had at an interview at his house he said, "I can't imagine anybody else being Luffy." When oh, I saw your great. tape, I nearly cried. Yeah, um, yeah. the whole time I was watching this, every time Inaki was playing Luffy, I just, you know, I'm just looking at a real version of the character. It's like he just leapt from the pages and the drawings to the screen. And honestly, this is the kind of quality that one should expect from an anime adaptation. Because really, Let, yeah. One Piece is the last thing I would expect to work for live action for a show for a series as unabashedly cartoony and ex- and exaggerated and world building heavy like this show I mean this isn't just an episodic series that's been going on for 20 odd years this is a continuous story that's been going on for 20 odd years now and it's like, how the hell do you adapt that into the real world? There's no way you can buy it. It would be like, you know, how they did with the How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie or the Flintstones mm-hmm. movies where mm-hmm. they try to take something inherently cartoony and make it live action, but it ended up looking kind of awkward and weird. But really, watching this, they managed to capture, you know, the colorful nature of the characters, but they still directed them in a way that made it feel believable. Yep. 
Yeah, and and they did, and they didn't do it with like with an ounce of smart snark. They treated this one hundred percent seriously with the gravitas and love and care it deserves. Apparently, it's the secret ingredient that Cowboy Bebop and Ghost of the Shell were missing. Yeah. <laughs> Series that you one would think would be much easier to adapt in live action, but without the right ingredient that this had, that's why they failed. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, Cowboy Bebop is a lot more grounded in its tone, but the live-action series somehow made it more campier and weirder than it needed to be. And, and had extremely cringy writing. Like, I still cringe about that one blackmail line. Oh, boy. Should I, should I, should I expound upon that? You might as well, since I'm never going to watch it. Yeah, go ahead. So Jet Black, Jet Black was talking to this one female villain, and then he's, he goes like, "Is it? are you blackmailing me? She's like, well, you are male and you are black. Oh, no. I oh, wish I was making this up. I wish. Ouch. Oh, I saw it myself. God. I'm like, Ugh. oh, that is, oh, that sounds like some, I've been some, it sounds like a gross fetishist pickup line. I know white woman would tell him. It's like, like oh my it's god, it's like Velma writing. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, Austin. Uh, so Nami is uh, uh, pilfering around in the uh, the map room of uh, Morgan's base. Yeah, and that's I believe was uh, she meets Luffy. Yeah, and the interaction, first interaction is great. It says. After she gets found through. out. After she gets found out by this guy, oh, guy yeah. she robbed. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, the guy she robbed. Uh, she was trying to blend in, but the guy she robbed uh, uh, identified her. And let's see. It's like, hey, you're the guy who beat me up and stole my uniform. I'm like, I'm like you had, <laughs> and, and you had a spare. So what's the issue? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I'm trying to remember, I think. Luffy comes in and fights them, or he falls through the the tunnel he was climbing, and he fall, it breaks a, pa- a table, and like oh, one yeah. of them, and I, I couldn't have th- thought of a better interaction for Luffy and uh, Nami to meet. They're like poking their heads out at oh, each other yeah. in the map holes. It's like what, like like what? I thought that was a brilliant yeah, interaction like, for these two. Oh yeah, it was great, and I'm trying to. Sorry, it's been a while since I last saw this episode. Don't, don't worry, I have the episode uh, on pause without the sound. So after that, after they meet up, they start walking in the hallway of uh, the Shell's town base. Oh uh, yeah, and they're uh, talking about the map to One Piece and the Grand um, Line specifically, actually. The Grand Line, and while Luffy asks her to join his crew, oh, he she immediately says no because she would never work with pirates. Yeah, and she hates him. Yeah, and then they get stopped by Axe Hand Morgan on the way. And then she's like, uh, I'm arresting him. He caused a ruckus in the square. Yeah. And, yeah, and Luffy, <laughs> being a bad doctor, says, oh, yeah, she, she's arresting me. She, she's really great at arresting. She's, she, she's the best at being the worst. <laughs> and then we get probably the funniest scene in the entire episode. Oh? Helmeppo in front oh, of his mirror. Oh my god, did I forget about this? Her mechbo starts playing with Zoro's sword 
Bodies in the raw. Yep, and oh you see Helmeppo's ass. Of all characters I was expecting to see naked at one point in the, the One Piece live action, Helmeppo was not anywhere on the <laughs> list at all. <laughs> Like, I know, well, okay, that uh, breaking my own rule, that there are scenes where characters bear it all. I won't say which ones. Mm-hmm. Helmeppo was never on the list because that never happens. And then that's how Zoro <laughs> discovers not only does he have his swords, he's in the nude, and he has a teddy bear of himself that he covers <laughs> his, his Helmeppo with. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh this is good. <laughs> And then it, it, it's it's wrapped up in a ball with the funniest line. It's like, are you going to kill me? He's like, no, I'm going to do something worse. And then he cuts, he gives him his haircut from the anime. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, we, but you don't see that till later. I, I cannot even believe that the funniest scene in the first episode of live action One Piece is a nude scene. <laughs> Like I, I don't even oh, believe God. that those words are coming out of my mouth. I'm looking at the, the I'm looking at the footage while we're talking. I still don't believe it. And I believe, let's see, is this when? Oh yeah, and they and they, they uh, sneak into Morgan's office, where they find the safe, and Nami is trying to figure out the combination, but Luffy insists they take it with them. We did they miss. Start- uh, we did miss when Morgan confronted Nami and Luffy while he was threatening her with the, the axe to her to her neck. She uh, she pickpocketed his keys. Oh right, yeah. Right, that's, that's how they get into the office. Yeah, the, demonstrating how insanely good of a thief Nami is. Like mm-hmm. the, like when you uh, when you think you uh, you've bested her, she proves you wrong. Like before, when it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Luffy. Just post us a safe out. It was hidden in a secret compartment under Morgan's desk, and he just starts dragging it. And, or rather, he tries to pull it out, but his arms stretch. Yeah, he literally pulled. And he also found the safe by, like, just playing around with, like, extra axe hands yeah. he has on the wall. I also like the touch that, of, like, even though he doesn't have the giant statue that they erected in the anime that Luffy breaks, I do like that he still had it in his office. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like holding a random baby or something unless that's Helmeppo because oh my god <laughs> if that's Helmeppo I'm gonna lose it oh, god. oh my god I don't that's need- giving me Claudia with a chance of meatballs vibes because remember the mayor's <laughs> son and he used to pose for the sunscreen and he's like oh remember <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a very long time but I feel like I remember that it's very funny but <laughs> yeah I remember that movie being uh, being really funny it's just been so long and then, yeah, um, like uh, then yeah. Luffy's pulling on it as uh, Axe Hand Morgan. He finally finds out that, you know, that his keys were robbed, but he sees all the people beaten up in the bottom of the base. And then just as uh, just as Axe Hand breaks into his own office, uh, Luffy pulls it out, sending her and Nami flying down to the courtyard where Zoro has been was tied up, I should say. Yeah, and this is where we get one badass boss fight. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And there, and if, if the bar fight wasn't impressive on its own, this... Fight choreography, well, the three of them versus the Marines and him. That's when I knew, okay, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. I remember how the fight ends, but I'm trying to remember the rest of the details. Well, the, they beat up the Marines, and then Morgan comes out, and then he says, don't you know who I am? I'm the one who caught Koro at the Thousand Plans. I, 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 I have my rank because of that. And then you uh, you will you will obey the Marines whether you like it or not. And then they all fight uh, him together. 
Oh, I won't spoil it, but I think I know what he's referencing. We'll get into that in a future episode. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, Zoro kind of quote unquote joins them, or he joins the fight basically. And then, uh, uh there was a scene where um, uh, Luffy was wondering where uh, Zoro puts the other sword, and then he finally gets the answer where he puts the other sword. Uh, his mouth. Yeah. Can, uh, okay. I have to throw this anecdote in here. This is how I'm. This is how much of an impact this One Piece live action show is going to have. I mentioned before that I watched One Piece with my grandmother. My, my grandmother's ahead of you, Austin. She's oh, on the wow. when I, when she and I watched One Piece together. She stopped at the Davy Back fight, and I just got busy with like running with the channel and all that stuff and, and my job. I watched the first couple episodes of live action with her, and she still very vividly remembers everything. When Zoro puts the bandana on and puts the sword in her mouth, I heard my grandmother whisper, yes, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love my that. My grandmother was not only enjoying this, she was enjoying this as a One Piece fan. She's like, yes, they're do that. I'm like, this is how I know we have won. Oh, this is great. <laughs> When yeah. when my when my grandmother says yes they did it right that means something. <laughs> and yeah, yeah and so that when Zoro puts his bandana on and puts the sword in his mouth and he uses the three sword style and dispatches of Morgan pretty easily just like he does in the original story. Although he cuts him down and that and that but he like surrenders and Luffy oh yeah Luffy beats him with the gum gum whip and then uh, Zoro's like. Gum gum whip. What the hell is that? It's like every good fighter calls it their finishing attack. It's like, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, With so easily carries the safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's insanely he's strong. strong. Yeah. It would have been funny if uh Zoro eventually started calling out his attacks, but he doesn't, uh, unfortunately. But that don't don't worry, Luffy won't be the only one who calls out his attacks when he uses them. Just wait. <laughs> And uh, from there, uh, as they're about to leave and say goodbye to Kobe, Helmeppo shows up with his anime hair. Yeah. Yeah. We found out what do it do uh, do something worse to you was. He gives him his actual haircut. Like Helmeppo doesn't have like long flowing locks like I do. He has that stupid looking bowl, Beatles bowl cut. He, yeah. he has he has uh, we have the Beatles at home hair. Yeah, I remember. Uh... There was a conversation Cody was having where he was shocked about some of the behavior of the Marines, but Luvika says, well, there are good pirates and bad pirates. I guess it makes sense that there are good Marines and bad Marines. Yeah, uh, Luffy has a stronger sense of justice than one might think, mm -hmm. despite his uh, naivete and uh, starry-eyed... Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking for the word. Optimism? But, yes. Optimism. Yeah. Well, well, because remember who he, the, the man he admired, he admires and aspires to be. He wants to be just like him. And he believes it could be possible. Oh, yeah. And then uh, who should save the day but Kobe? He just punches him. Yeah. And they part ways of Kobe staying at uh, Shell's town uh, to join the Marines. Yep. Cause, and uh, we had a... And, 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 uh, and then they, they part ways. It's like, yep, you want to uh, you want to meet your... Uh, you want to achieve your dream, so uh, go go out and chase it. And then uh, Luffy, Nami, and Zoro begrudgingly escape with Morgan safe onto the boat they stole, which looks just like the one they stole at the end of the... Oh, wait. No, actually, the, in the original anime, the town thanks them for saving them from Axiom Morgan's rule, but they said, but you're pirates, so um, uh, as, a, as our way of thanking you, just leave now, and we'll, we won't arrest you or report you. So that's not what they did here, which I, I thought was an interesting choice. 
I don't know how I feel about it, but I can understand why they did it. And then we get a teaser where a pirate is informed his captain that the map to the Grand Line was stolen. No, first we get a, a Garp returns, much older, and he answers a phone call. And guess what he answers oh, the phone call on? Oh, the snail. Yeah, I love that those are practical effects. Oh, it's a practical effect? Yes, the Den Den Mushis are real. Whoa. They're animatronics. Sweet. Hell, on Netflix, and, on Netflix's merchandise store, you can buy a coin bank of them. <laughs> yeah, you can buy Garp's uh, uh, t transponder snail as a as a piggy bank. I love it. And yeah, and so Gar a, Garp Garp gets the uh, the notice that uh, Luffy attacked Shellstown and took the map, and then uh, he he doesn't exactly hear. He, well, we don't hear what he's been told, but he reacts a certain way when he hears the details about it and then he hangs up. Then, Austin, we get a tease. Oh, so a pilot sent his captain how the map to One Piece was stolen from the marine space in Shellstown. And that pirate captain happens to be my personal favorite villain in One Piece, Buggy the Clown. Also known as 2023's Tumblr Sexy Man. <laughs> oh, no. It's... It's already started. People have the hots for Buggy. And I don't oh kind of don't blame them. Oh God. And that is episode one. So what did everybody think in general? Why don't we let Charles, our guest, go first on his thoughts of the episode, first episode overall? Um, well, this definitely made an impression on me for the better. Um, like I've mentioned before, I really love how you know the tone is set for the rest of the show it had that stephen chow slash rrr vibe that i really like and i think is very fitting for a series like one piece it even has a little bit of a terry gilliam vibe which yeah terry gilliam's films like time bandit and baron Lee chow's in they definitely had an influence on one piece i think there was a character that was modeled after a character another character in his movies but anyway um i I'm really sold on the actor for Luffy and the rest of the cast is very solid. Um, the fight choreography is amazing. The sets it's, and the way they streamline the first couple of chapters of the East blue saga is very clever. I don't really have too many complaints. Like I feel like the changes they made made sense to, tell the story while also setting up for the rest of the series particularly this version so mm -hmm. yeah this was a very solid start yeah any complaints i have about the live action series are not in this episode like i think this was a solid way to adapt the first five or six chapters i believe well most of the five, first five or six chapters because like they showed it, we got a little bit of the flashback with luffy and shanks the first chapter is literally that, and then we they get they spr sprinkle that out through the rest of the series. So we'll get that as it goes along. But um, so Austin, you your turn. Yeah. So uh, it's off to a strong start so far. You can tell the fans because they embrace how real the world of One Piece is, but they don't mock it. They still keep keep uh, some hard hidden scenes from the manga and the series. And sometimes harder. They then sometimes oh, they oh. made them harder. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I absolutely love the cast. Like, I can imagine see these people being the live action Straw Hats easily. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and I can I was, tell, could, I was able to tell from a lot of promotion material how passionate 
the actor for Luffy is about his role and how he perfectly understands the character. Yep, and as I said earlier, there's a there's a behind the scenes where he goes to Oda's house and uh, Oda says to his face, he's like, I can't imagine it being anybody else. When I saw your tape, I was in tears. And I said, I found Luffy. I said basically all I wanted to say, I think this was a very strong start. Like there were several points where I thought, I don't know, maybe. But then as I kept going, I'm like, no, this is an earnest adaptation that's being uh, approach with a lot of love and care, no snarky winking uh, sense of irony like the MCU or other even worse projects might have. This is being treated with the amount of love and gravitas that this that what the best selling manga series in the world richly deserves, especially after having such a very poor intro- introduction to Western artists since back in 2004. And I think this may be the new renaissance for the One Piece as popularity in the West, which Oda even said that was why he agreed to it in the first place. He said, given my li- my expected lifespan, this could be my last chance to make One Piece a smash hit across the world. And honestly, given its track record, given its like uh, its uh, retention rate, it's still the number one show on their trending list. And it's uh, and it's got a high score. Rotten Tomatoes. Like, if it weren't for the writer's strike and uh, actor strike, it would have been greenlit for six mm-hmm. more seasons 10 minutes ago oh hell yeah 10, yeah. 10 minutes ago like i like I, I think once stranger things is wrapped Nef- netflix has their next golden goose right here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they, they and they better not do it uh do it dirty like they did my my inside job i'm still mad at that by the way netflix mm-hmm. i'm still mad about that but i will f- mostly forgive you for this i think this was a strong start and that's about all I can really say. Everyone else eloquently uh, put basically what I feel. But Inaki Godoy is wonderful as Luffy. Makenyu is Zoro. He's a bit too serious. He could be a little more, bit more um, jokey because I've seen him in behind the scenes. I'm like, dude, do more of this as Zoro. Zoro is not always a, uh, a stick in the mid stoic. He's all he can be goofy too. But I guess when other characters get introduced, uh, we'll see more of that because uh, he shows his sillier side, his less serious side when he gets to uh, interact with more of the cast. But and Nami also good as a. Uh, um, uh, Emily Rudd as Nami is also very good. Her stronger uh, uh, scenes come much later, but I think it's, uh, it's a good introduction to her as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Helmeppo is the right amount of cunty. <laughs> he needed, <laughs> he, like, like I, I, I needed to, I needed to hate him within like three, three words of him, and I did. Morgan, I didn't need to hate because he is a bastard, but I needed to like kind of understand how he was able to take over a town and. Instead of with an iron fist, apparently he did it with charisma, and that works. Mm. Also, a standout, Garp. He is not all that much like his uh, manga anime counterpart, but I think this is very, very strong. And the actor they chose for him is phenomenal. I could listen to him read the fucking phone book. <laughs> he's, he's got such a nice Scottish brogue. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Kobe's actor was also really good too. He mm-hmm. he played a, a, a cowardly wimp that eventually stands up for himself, but it didn't get annoying like the anime and manga can uh, can kind of like he eventually he grows into his own at the right pace. I think yeah. like so so far going into the series, my opinion is my opinion is basically this: there are changes that I kind of have mixed feelings about, but not to the point where I will take points off of the show. And so far for the first episode, no notes. I think this was probably the best you could have done for this uh, for the very beginning of the series. Indeed. Yeah. All right. So does anybody think anybody have anything else to add before we round the episode off? Uh, not that I can think of. Nope. All right. 
Well, that's going to do it for our review of episode one, Romance Dawn of the One Piece Netflix series. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, actually, Charles, since you're our guest, this is your chance to plug anything that you're involved in. Uh, what would you like to plug? Where can we find um, you? Well, you can find me on twitter.com slash Moss Animation. That's M-O-S-S Animation. I usually post a bunch of shit posts and complain about politics, but every now and then I post art and sneak peeks of my upcoming animated pilot, The Incredible Adventures of Detective Cat. Actually, the best place to find info on that one is its Instagram page, Official Detective Cat. That's instagram.com slash official detective cat. Excellent. I, I've checked out the intro and I'm I'm really excited to see how that project turns out. I'm I, I wish nothing but the best for you and the crew. Thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the final product when it comes out. And uh as Austin Austin, you can plug yourself too, even though you're the co-host. Uh, oh, where else oh, we see you? Right. Uh so I am a co-host on a podcast by my friend uh Rudy Bo Booty. The fuck was that or the F was that? It's where we review weird obscure media. Uh, movies, movies, TV shows, if it's weird and very few people have heard about it, chances are we refute it. Such as South Korea, the South Korean animated film Paddock. <laughs> and that was a pretty um, dark movie. And I was so, on the I was on the Christmas episode. We, we oh reviewed yeah, the, the Christmas cri- tree. God damn, the Christmas tree. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> we Except for the mayors. Except for the ending, the ending is uh, is a uh, is pure cinema. <laughs> so you'll yeah, always, we're on the... you'll always win when you do good. Merry I, Christmas. I was referring oh. to the, her being electrocuted while she was holding a chainsaw, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're on Spotify. I I so far I believe we might be on Google Podcasts. Uh, so uh, definitely check us out. And you're also on Super Bonus Round, which you're probably listening to this on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Let's Play channel that I do with my friends, where I think right we're putting this like shortly after recording it. So it's uh, Like a Dragon Asians wrapping up. Um, we're also doing Phoenix Right Ace Attorney. And also, my girlfriend and I have also finished our playthrough of AI the Somnium Files. Yay. And also, um, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MugiwaraJam. You can pretty much find me anywhere that has MugiwaraJam or Mugiwara underscore jam. And uh, it should uh, surprise you in no way that I'm a One Piece fan. But based on this podcast, of course, my username. Uh, On Twitch, I'm currently going through a Final Fantasy marathon. I'm about to finish Final Fantasy VI before the Pokemon DLC comes out. And then I'll be juggling Final Fantasy VII and Pokemon The Teal of Mass. So give me a follow here uh, pretty much anywhere you find me. And we'll see you guys next time for Episode 2. What was Episode 2? called man, the man in the straw hat um i don't know if we'll have the entire crew here so i'll just say thank you again charles for coming out to our, our first episode it was a pleasure to have you and you are more than welcome to come back at any point on any episode of the podcast whether we do the manga more of the live action or even we, the movie or special reviews you're more than welcome to come back sure and uh, christine of course same to you uh i even though I have a heavy bias. (laughs) All right. So thank you guys again so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time for the episode two, the man in the straw hat review until then. I've been Mookie word jam. I'm Chad peanut. I'm Charles Moss. And I'm Katrina Luca 55. And we'll see you guys next time. And remember when binging the devil's fruit it's better to take your time consuming it. uh, And because otherwise you won't enjoy it. And you might end up naked with a doll of yourself playing in the mirror. Have a good one. (laughs) Y'all. Bye-bye. Bye.
thank you for binging the Devil's Fruit with us today. If you'd like to enhance your binging experience even further, for just $3 a month, not only do you get access to episodes one week before they go live for the public, you also get exclusive access to our commentary tracks for our One Piece anime movie special reviews on our Patreon. The review episodes themselves will always be free to all listeners, but if you want the commentary tracks, that's patreon.com slash round. Thanks for your support. <laughs>